When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Bernard. Special guest this hour, Tom Papa is going to join us. I love Tom Papa. Me Great too. Guy. I'm excited. Indeed. Plus, car selling secrets in the second hour. We'll be right back to kick things off after this word from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Oh, I'm batting lead off. I love it. Um, well, let's see. What should we talk? Well, we've been talking about this for a while, so let's beat it into the ground. One eight seven seven cars for. Oh wait a minute, that's the wrong commercial. Uh, Different. We started a website recently called Walzer Buys Cars uh, because we are in need of, especially late model used cars, but we'll put bids on just about everything. For most cars, you can just fill out uh, the online questionnaire on WalzerBuysCars.com, hit the "Tell me what my car is worth," and within about 30 seconds you'll get a offer from us it's good whether you trade the car in or just sell it to us outright a lot of people have extra cars right now which seems odd but with people working from home and and we do get a i do get a lot of calls from people whose parents are really no longer uh should be on the road and they're like yeah i don't want to sell it to craigslist and you know it's funny because half of those calls are it's a 10-year-old Buick LaCrosse with like 21,000 miles on it. They're rare as hen's teeth, and we love getting that stuff. So check out WalzerBuysCars.com, or as always, you can contact me directly at Doug at Walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. 
Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always great to be with you, Tommy. Michael, we've talked before about the XCheck app at North American Banking Company, where you can send money to your friends and family directly from your account to theirs for free. I imagine people are using that a lot these days, huh? Beyond paying a friend back for the dinner you split or paying fantasy football or golf side action, we've heard from our customers that they're using XCheck to send money to their grown-up kids for a family takeout meal or using it to pay the person that plows their driveway in the winter. Our customers love the flexibility of paying right from their account in just a couple of taps on their phone wherever they are located. I use XCheck, and it's just as easy as Michael says. Send money in one business day or less, and it's completely free. Get X-Check by contacting any of North American Banking Company's five Twin Cities locations. So why not bank with my banker? That's you, Mike. Tommy, thanks for the privilege. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz, baby. Tom, you're not... So... I'm sorry? What? I'm not what? I was going to say, you're not going to believe what's happened to the studio since you were last here. Why, Alex vacuumed it? It's spotless. It's all cleaned up. There's no crap laying all over the place. It's I weird. <laughs> I thought it was in the Who wrong room until I saw Andy. Was that, was that... Did Alex do all that? We both did. Oh, you did too? Well, thank you. That's very nice to hear. With some help from Tom Papa. Tom Papa, will Tom Papa help you clean it up too? In spirit, yes. <laughs> is it what time is Tom going to be? Oh my God, Tom's with us already. What could be better? Is all I have to say. <laughs> I inspire cleanliness. You do inspire cleanliness. There's no question about that. Tom Papa with us, ladies and gentlemen. Great information. Got a show coming up. This Saturday, correct? I want to hear all about it. I want to hear about Saturday how life night. has been. Saturday night? That's right, baby. That's right. That's right, baby. I just <laughs> said, you know, what's so great is that I haven't talked to, I haven't seen Tom in a couple of years, it seems like. I think it probably must be a couple of years looking at it. But uh, yeah. Tom was on the morning show this morning. I saw that he was on last night. I saw you were going to be on the uh, the podcast today. So it was all my heart was beating at a, a an accelerated rate. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yes. Same on my. So end. here's the Tom Papa's upcoming show on Saturday, March 27th at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 8 o'clock Central time. Time, excuse me. Streaming platform Rush Ticks. That's R U S H T I X. RushTix.com, interactive streaming platform. RushTix bring together thousands of fans for the magical shared experience of live comedy up close and personal. Now, what happens if all of your fans show up and it just blows up all of digital because so many people are joining RushTix.com? Nothing would make me happier. Blows <laughs> okay, up the internet. Just... <laughs> I take all the money and I can't do the show. And you can't do the show. So you get the money, but you don't have to do anything. I like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's out of my hands. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it was nothing you did. It had nothing to do with you, no question about it. So what to expect? Live 45-minute set by Tom Papa, live studio audience selected from ticket buyers, and a live Q&A from the audience chat. 
all you got it all planned out. We were talking this morning about, and I'm, I'm, it made my heart feel glad because I do think that stand-up comedy and comedy in general is going to bring the world back to some sense of normalcy where we don't all want to kill one another. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, we've been missing that. We've been missing that comedian perspective on everything that's been going on. I mean, you think about all of the crazy stuff that happened over the last year, politically and racially and virally and isolation. And I mean, all big stuff. And you, without the perspective of the people who dissect the information and feed it back to you so you can laugh about it and get some relief and also make you feel like you're less alone. That's a big part of it. You know, when you, oh, yeah, when you hear, right, when a comic tells a joke about something that we're all going through and the whole room laughs and you hear that either through the TV or being at, in a live show, you feel less alone. You're like, oh, I wasn't the only one thinking this, <laughs> you know, right. and uh, we missed that. I, I well, have a, I have no a question. So as a comedian and somebody who writes jokes, did last year drive you crazy? Because there must have been tons of great material, but soon it will be out of date. And it's just like, this would have been so funny in June of 2020. Yeah, I, it didn't really, I mean, not for me so much. Like I tend to take the stuff that's going on and talk about the real life effects of it all. You know what I mean? Like, I, won't, I wouldn't talk about the election, like, and get into the people that were running and all that stuff. But I would talk about maybe, you know, what it's like to be at, at, a, at dinner with, you know, your uncle who's on one side and somebody else on the other side. And, and you know, how, I, I would take it more to the, to the human reaction to stuff. So that stuff tends to stick around longer. And it really was a conscious thing. Like when I started, way before I started, actually, I remember reading an interview with Lily Tomlin. And she mm. had said that she she wanted to create comedy that didn't last for a week, but lasted for a decade. And that always rang true to me. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. So I just never really wrote those, those current jokes. You know, the, the stuff that happens... You, if I'm on stage, maybe I'll make a, a joke about it, but I never consider those jokes part of, of the act. Oh, no, it's just that you just, you know, kind of a, the flow of the whole thing. That's it's just part of the deal. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if, if something big happens during the day and you don't talk about it, it's almost weird. It's like, what well, does this guy <laughs> have a phone? <laughs> you know, so yeah. you've got you to do it. But, yeah. but, but the but the long standing effects of like being isolated from each other during the pandemic and what it was like to be in your house and what it was like missing your your neighbors or your people at the dry cleaners like those kind of jokes you can slip the pandemic out of it and still have the guts of it still survive. Yeah, Tom and I were talking this morning on on the KQ Morning Show about how we do think and we do agree on this that. Comedy, stand-up comedy, is going to bring the world back to as as close to normal as we can get. Because my God, we need to laugh more than anything right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that that was kind of my job in the house during the, the whole year was just keeping everybody up and keeping everybody going. And 
and laughing about stuff as much as you could. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're you don't have your moments, but you know, you can't really take all of it that serious. I mean, you know, these major events aside, when we go back like two years from now, you still can't take all that stuff that seriously because you know, life is just it's short. And you know, I have yep. people that just dropped into cable news and never came out. Like I had an uncle who was so much fun. <laughs> Great. He, oh, yeah. he used to sneak us weed at Thanksgiving, and he just went oh. into cable news, like brainwashed territory, and and we lost him. And I'm like, man, you know, now you're, now he's 75, and he just wasted 10 years complaining about what and doing what, like just getting angry, and you can't control any of it. It'd be much more fun, and you'd be much more popular in the family if you still showed up at the holidays handing out that weed. We know you still have. <laughs> See, now you're talking. There's fun involved there. I don't think there's any question about that. I, I honestly got it. It just amazes. What amazes me, Tom, the most, and, and and Doug and Andy here have heard me talk about this before. But I don't understand the. There's a math problem I have with America right now. Here's my math problem. I have an opinion. You disagree with my opinion. So I'm not only going to ruin your life, but your wife, your husband's life, your children's. I'm going to ruin everyone's life just because you don't agree with me. What the hell is I that? Know. <laughs> I know. It's really, what? it seems to me to be marketing. It all comes down to, it's yep. like size. Yep. It's like it, it's like being a, a Packers fan or a Patriots fan. And they lined everybody up and they got them to buy the, the uniforms and they have their team and they get to cheer yep. for them and they get to hate the other side. It's like, oh, come on. I mean, what suckers. I mean, I could never yep. be all in on any side of anything. I just, and then they, and now they don't, they will never admit that the, someone on the other quote unquote team is wrong or right. Maybe they're right. Maybe they haven't. Okay, this, this whole, like, I'm just part of this team. Oh, yeah. when I, I was on a flight going back from, uh, <laughs> the last show I did was in November in Cleveland and I flew back. To uh, LA, and it connected through DC, and it was on the day after the first Trump rally after the election, like November fourteenth or something like that. And everybody, mm-hmm. I didn't, I was like, oh man, I totally forgot. And all of the people that were at the rally got on to the plane, and it was literally like I was watching people from going to see a Packers game. Like I oh, used yeah. to get oh, on absolutely. a plane, and you and right, and you'd see everyone come on with their cheese heads, and they come on with the jerseys, <laughs> and, they come, and they're cheering, and it was the same right. thing. They just had a sense of connection with each other. They had a cause. It has nothing to do with the economic plans and the little ins and outs of health care. Has nothing. No. no one understands that. Nobody cares. But what they do like is that they wear a red hat and they see someone else with a red hat and now we're, now you feel like you belong. And it's just genius marketing. And if you didn't have the cable networks constantly pumping it out, you yep. would have so much... People would be so peaceful. <laughs> be, they, would, they would listen to each other. They wouldn't go after each other and try and rip each other apart because you, wouldn't, you would dismantle the team. Maybe that's what we need. We need a league breakup. Yeah, we can get that. I, I can start that. That's not a problem. You know, I got to tell you something. It just it just occurred to me while you're talking there. 
And and I, by the way, Tom, I would never consider myself a victim. I've had to fight off. You know, half of Minnesotans are psychopaths. So you know, if you if you didn't grow up with them, they hate you. I mean, it's just how it is. That's how mm-hmm. they're just really, you know, passive aggressive, and they're kind of the other half could not be the nicer people in the world, but that half they're crazy, right? So. <laughs> By coincidence, this morning, you know, having you on and talking about this is a coincidence, this morning I received a message. Ten years ago, ten years ago, a local reporter in this town who's now retired decided he was going to go after me and ruin my life. So he did an article about how sexist, racist, and homophobic I am, which you've known me for years. I'm none of those things. But, you know, if you throw those names out there, you're automatically those things. Ten years later, no, it ruined my voiceover career. It just, because no, no one come near you, if, you know, oh, my God, if they could look that up on the Internet, that would be terrible, right? Ten years later, I get a call from my agent this morning. Ten years later saying, oh, you've been booked to do a national TV spot. Can you be in the studio at 1.30 on Tuesday? Wow. I think Tamina, now see the great news about that is I needed a break anyway. I don't know about 10 years, but you know, I needed a break anyway. Get a little rest. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's possible if, they just lost the Rolodex? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's the only name they could then, I mean, it burns. <laughs> That's exactly right. But see, to me, if they can do that now, I think people have an understanding that maybe when we get past all this psychosis, maybe we can return to some kind of normal. I certainly hope that's true. It was a very not pleasant surprise, I will tell you that. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's, you know, it's definitely, there's definitely a focus on all this stuff because people have the time and they're sitting at home. And we have all, we don't, what we used to, in between our work and our family, was spent running around and getting gas and getting to the dry cleaners and, you know, doing all the going to your games, doing whatever, all that stuff has gone away. So everybody's just sitting yep. there with some dumb scream, screen in front of their face thinking that what somebody said when they were in high school <laughs> is somehow important today. Like it, I, I know, really believe I it's, know. A, it's, I think it's. I think it's a thing of focus. And once we get that roaring river going again, you can't really pay as much attention to all these issues. These These issues will be smaller in comparison to everything else going on in the world and uh you know i i and i think uh i think if nothing else i think you should start maybe a single man march in washington uh yes single man march (laughs) i think it's a a great idea only i'm not going to use my own voice i'm going to do a single man march in every interview (laughs) i'm going to do it i'm going to do as rodney dangerfield it's going to work out perfect it's going to be wonderful I think it'd be fantastic. Like you know, the one, the the one kind of sad thing about it is, is after ten years, I kind of forgot. Holy Christ! You pay you that much money to talk for a minute? I had forgotten all about the good part of it. <laughs> you know, so hey, can yeah. you share the product, Tom, thinking, or is yeah. that a big secret? Yeah, I don't know it yet. They oh. didn't even tell me what the product is yet. But I will tell you. When I got, didn't even tell you what you're advertising. It isn't. Well, they wanted to know if I. The funny thing about that is that apparently, you know, they haven't been paying much, but they asked me if I would do it for that figure. I'm like, 
Uh, maybe. And for me, it'd be like 50 bucks. Yeah, sure. Did you tell him, hey, pal, I'm, I've got a podcast. You're going to have to raise the stakes. Let me just tell you something, mister. You're absolutely right. No, I, I just, the, the Tom, as I think I briefly mentioned talking to you this morning on the morning show, these wonderful things have started to happen in, in 2021. I think I mentioned to you that Lewis Lee said some very nice things about the, me and the KQ morning show. He gives... He gives me credit for breaking stand-up comedy through into media in this town. Because apparently before the KQ Morning Show 35 years ago, comedians were not allowed on television or the radio. Which I thought, that's kind of odd, don't you think? It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it local TV. Right. Yeah. I don't really so understand what, so why, you, but Lewis... You just like, yeah. you just like, uh, you just like dealing with... Uh, degenerate night creatures early in the morning on yes. the radio? Well, I figured if Johnny Carson could do it, I probably would be safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be yeah. I'd be safe doing it, but no, I mean you guys my well, whole really, life. It what? has it has really changed. I mean, when you think about like just that that there would be nobody in media even talking to comedians. And then you come all the way up to today where there's almost too much importance put on comedians <laughs> you know what i mean where all of a sudden, yeah. there's a lack of grown-ups in the media and now they're they're holding like people like stephen colbert he's like our walter cronkite and it's like he's he's telling jokes and dancing around the stage it's like i know there's, there's got to be a happy ground somewhere in the middle yeah i'm pretty sure that walter cronkite didn't wear kooky hats while he was doing the news i'm pretty sure <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it really shows the state of where we're at when the clowns are now looked at as, like, the, the great philosophers. And it's like, sure, it's we do go after the truth, but this is not the group. I know these people. I, I go to, I, I eat dinner with them. They're not the people you want to uh, have controlling no. the, the uh, social discourse. No, absolutely not. So, have you been staying in touch with all your pals? You, you talk, I have not talked to Jim Gaffigan. I bet you in over two years now. It's, it's been a long. It's been time. that long. Yeah. It's been a long oh, time. Wow, I mean, wow. a lot of you guys. Yeah, I talk to Jim. I talk to Jim pretty often. And uh, oh, he's such know, a he, great guy. He, yeah, such a great guy. And uh, you know, he like you saw when he like exploded, break going into the election, and he was uh, he was he was definitely. Uh, talking through a lot of stuff during the during the break but he's um he's really itching to get back out there oh god yeah well you brought up the sklar brothers they were just on as, as i said last week and just really really nice guys i gotta see fitz man i i literally have not seen fitz in in it might be five years since he's been in town i think oh man you gotta get him yeah and you know he's he does his podcast and he's always on the radio and uh you guys should Definitely hook up again. You're two of my favorite people. There's no, no I, I don't got, know what both of you guys do are it. doing. I don't know how, why you guys are so busy. Nah, I don't know either. So, no, as a matter of fact, I think I might have been one of the one of his first guests on his podcast when he first started, like, what, six, seven years ago, something like that? Wow. It's been a while. Isn't that weird, though, yeah. that, that part of it? Like, we've been home, literally, technically home for a year. You would think you would have all this free time to, like, call everyone you knew and have all these conversations and yet a whole year has gone by and like there's friends really good friends who you just didn't talk to maybe twice during the yep. whole year it's such a weird thing isn't it it is very very weird there's no doubt about that. and i i do we've got to take a break in about a minute here so I, but after the break i want to ask you a question about 
you know, well, things like radio. We're just talking about radio now. I do want to talk about television somewhat. I want to talk about movies and all the rest of that because I think, well, let me, I'll do this as a, a little lead into it event. I don't really understand why 99% of movies have to be about superheroes. What is, what's that? I mean, you like superheroes? Oh. God bless you. Good for you. But every movie yeah. now is a superhero. What is that? I know. I know. Well, I, I think it's a replacement of religion. I think they're this, this, this <laughs> mythology. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> really. I think that people stop yeah. going yeah. to churches and doing that stuff. And, but they, we as humans need those giant stories that make sense of the world. And that's mythology. All those stories, they're mythology. You know, they're good and bad and evil and and heroes and and the the struggle and the journey and I think it's I think uh, they tapped into it and then once you start making a couple billion dollars at it you're not going to be making that little <laughs> short that little movie about two middle aged people falling in love. <laughs> mm, well, that's a very good point. There's no doubt about it. We'll take a very quick break. Do you have another segment with us? Can you stay another segment? Or do you have to go? I got nothing to do. I got nothing going on. <laughs> I got nothing. All right, we'll be right back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Tom Papa, again, Tom Papa's upcoming show on Saturday, March 27th, just two days away. Uh, 6 p.m. Uh, well, yeah, it is just two days. It's the 25th today, isn't it? Yeah, it is, right. Okay, March 27th at 6 p.m., uh, Pacific Time, of course, 8 o'clock Central Time. Streaming platform, RushTix, R-U-S-H-T-I-X dot com. Right back with more Tom Papa and, of course, Doug Sprinthal and Andy, our beloved son. You know what I'm saying. We'll be right back. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine. And the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. 
Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our very special guest, Tom Papa, with us. Tom Papa's upcoming show on Saturday, March 27th, 6 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Excuse me, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Streaming platform, Rush Ticks, RushTicks.com. Uh, I love it. It's a great, I think it's a great idea. You're going to do a 45 minute set, right? Yep, probably a little longer. Well, probably a little longer. How long did you, on? It, well, maybe there isn't an average, but. Kind of, if there is a middling number, how long does it take you to put together a 45-minute set? Uh, it's hard to say, because it, it kind of evolves, you know, the jokes just kind of yeah. creep in. But, like, I shot my last special a year ago, October, and I have a new hour now. So that's, you know, a year and a half, about, somewhere around there. That seems, yeah, that seems, about, that seems about right. So you're doing greatest streaming on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you got you the host of What a Joke with Papa and Fortune on Netflix is a joke radio on Sirius XM. That's real nice. That's real nice. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a good time. It is a good time. So, so you and Netflix, uh, although you're doing great at streaming on Netflix, and then you go, Netflix is a joke, so they must really like you. Yeah, I like them too. They're pretty powerful in the comedy <laughs> business, I'll tell you. <laughs> they get to a oh, lot God, of Oh, God, yes. I would imagine so. Yeah, is Netflix now, because I don't know, actually, whether, you know, whether it's Prime or it's Hulu or it's Netflix. Is Netflix the biggest of them all now? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, they're the biggest. And there's some new ones that are making their making their way in, you know, Disney Plus and the different stuff like that. But uh, worldwide, like, the reach of Netflix, is, it's just gigantic. Now, you know, speaking of Disney Plus, are there any of your favorite characters uh, from, you know, I'm not saying Dr. Seuss or anybody like that, but have they wiped out any childhood memories for you because they're racist now? Do you have any of those? <laughs> yeah, everything, <laughs> everything from my childhood. <laughs> oh, everything, not just TV shows or books, but everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Prob- I just consider that's the default. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, there yeah. probably are. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, I don't well, know what the problem is, but I'm sure there's something in his past. Can I mention yeah, something, well, Tom? Yeah, Sorry. You're all over it, Dougie. I, Absolutely. Tom, you were in one of my favorite kind of quirky TV shows that not many people know about, The Nick. And it's it was everything that I shouldn't have liked. It was a medical drama set in a fictitious private hospital in New York at the turn of the 20th century. And I thought oh, yeah, it was just, right. I thought it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really super cool. They, the whole world that they created was amazing. Clive Owen was just so great. And, you know, the idea with that was they were going to, the Nick was the actual hospital. Mm-hmm. That was the hospital, the Knickerbocker Hospital. And um, what they were going to do is jump like 10 or 20 years each season. So once that one was done, which was two seasons long, it was supposed to jump ahead 
the building stays the same, and there's all new characters in it. Wow, that would have been fascinating. You know, part of the stuff I that know. I liked, other than the you know how well drawn the characters were, was sort of the medical technology of the time. Mm-hmm. So they'd have patients yeah. in the operating room catch on fire because all they had was chloroform, and it was incredibly <laughs> flammable. And and, they're, and it's like an everyday occurrence. They seem kind of nonplus, but as an audience member, you're going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that's how it was. Yeah. The whole thing with the syphilis and the replacement noses. Yep. I had no idea that when you had syphilis, you, a lot of times the cartilage in your nose disappeared, and you ended up with no nose, and they were such great fake noses. Ah. I think the, sad, the saddest moments. one was, and I don't remember the character's name, but his wife kind of went off the deep end, and so he mm-hmm. walks up to her, and she's in a sanatorium or something like that. They'd removed all her teeth. Because oh, apparently yeah. in 1911, there was some theory that bacteria would get you in oh, your teeth yeah, and cause yeah, psychosis. The, uh, so she turns around and theory, she smiles yeah. and she's just, you know, whacked out on oh. drugs and she has no teeth. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It was really intense. It was really good. That, you know, Soderbergh. So who knows? He might bring it back somehow. He's amazing. He, I think he's made three films during quarantine. Wow, that's a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy never stops. He's he's incredible. He's made three That's films, lucky. and I've just watched Bob's Burgers for the last year. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> I know, exactly. I know. Don't you feel that? Like, now that we're coming out of it, you're starting to look at, like, what you've done for the last year. You're like, oh, I guess I didn't do anything. Well, for, <laughs> for me, if it was a pie chart, three quarters of it would be fighting with people I don't know on Facebook, and then the other quarter would be calling my family occasionally. <laughs> yeah, what a waste of time. We should have been writing books. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of time. That's real nice. There's no doubt about that. I, uh, you know, honest to God, I, you know, as I look back at all the TV shows you've done over the years, and you know. Uh, You've been on some terrific TV shows, no question about it, and all kinds of different TV shows. So I, I was kind of surprised, to tell you the truth, Tom, that you didn't end up with one of those nighttime talk shows like, you know, the, the Kimmels or the whomevers. You would be perfect for that job because nobody reminds me of Carson more than you do. You, you remind me a lot of Johnny yeah. Carson's delivery. Well, you do. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah, well, call my agent. <clears throat> Hey, agent, get off your ass. You heard me. Do you think he heard it? Or yeah, she heard I don't it? know. I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a definitely, that's a, that's a path you really got to want and really go after. Yeah, that's true. You know, those that's guys, true. It's like the focus on that kind of a, a gig, you know, it's, it's, it's a different beast for sure. I mean, I would have, I like it. I like it. Like, I like hosting and I'm, yep. I probably would would have enjoyed it but you know it's one of those things there's so few there's only like a handful of slots unless you really want to go after it it's um it doesn't just kind of happen well tom unfortunately you may think you have nothing to do but either your producer or agent disagrees because you got a hard (laughs) out at 11.55 and it's Ah. 11.50 this is not fair Mm mm-hmm Tom, uh, let me close. Let me close with this then. My favorite thing, and I could hear you saying the exact same thing and doing the exact same thing. Carson was talking to somebody one night on his show, and they were kind of boring, but he wasn't going to let on to the fact that they were boring. So they finished their statement. He goes, "Hmm, wild." <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a Tom Papa. That's a Tom Papa if I've ever heard one. Tom, thank you. Thank you, my good friend. All the love in the world to you and your family. And I cannot wait to see you, pal. You likewise. I really can't wait. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm. I'm trying to put something together at the Fitzgerald. Uh, either in the fall or the winter. So oh. when I do, I'll I'll come by for sure. I will be there with, as they say, with bells on. Mr. Papa, thank you, sir. All right, be well. Me too. Bye. Tom Papa, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Papa's uh, upcoming show on Saturday, March 27th at 8 p.m. Central Time, streaming platform Rushtix, R-U-S-H-T-I-X.com. One of the nicest men, one of the funniest men, one of the smartest men in all of comedy. Yeah, I Phenomenal didn't know you guy. guys were that close. How cool is that? I, I've been a fan for a long time, and you know, it's, he's just really talented, and he seems like a great guy. He literally, years ago, and I'm, I don't know how many years ago, I would get calls from these big comedians on my telephone, like big shot comedians I've never met. And they said, is this Tom Bernard? And how said, how yeah, big? Yes. Like goes, Andrew Dice Clay big? Like all of them. Oh, okay. Like literally all of them. And they would call and go, is this Tom Bernard? And I go, yeah. And he goes, Tom Papa says that he loves your show and that I should come on your show. Do you have a spot for me? I'm like, no. Are you kidding? No. I don't. Oh, yeah, it was unbelievable. He worked my show. And I didn't even know him then. You know, we became friends a short time after that, but, but yeah, he plugged my show, man, to everybody. You know, it's so unusual that you guys or you were the only ones that ever thought about that. It just seemed like a natural. Those, uh, you know, yeah. and some of them are terrible because they're trying to do their bit at seven thirty in the morning. But you know, most right. of them are really, really entertaining guests, and I always look forward to Fridays when you know when the when the traveling superstar would come through the studios. Yeah, I mean, it was a situation where I didn't even know we were doing that. I had, because I had been out of radio for four years. We were living in New York. I was doing voiceover. I came back uh, in 1986 to do this morning show. I had no idea that nobody was putting comedians on the radio. So I just put them on thinking that's what everybody did. Yeah. And why, why wouldn't you do that? It makes, you know, most of them still won't do it. They will not put comedians on their morning show. What, what, what are they scared of? Uh, the, the, the comedians are a lot funnier than they are. Well, they that's why like they're it. comedians and not morning Ex- show hosts. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> exactly. actually in the title. <laughs> it actually is in the title, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know, man. People get really touchy about that stuff. Oh, I can't. Have, and here's the other one that drove me nuts. Like, I can't remember who who it was. It might have been it might have been Jim Gaffigan, but I can't remember for sure. But I'm on the show, and he said. Aren't you going to ask me to give you a list of five questions you you want to ask me that I want you to ask me? And I said, no, I do not want a list of five. And he started laughing. He thought, gee, this is, this is weird. I thought it was weird. Yeah, well, I bet it is. Very scripted a lot of the time. Well, one thing I oh, will God. say is that actually Melissa brought it up the other day, uh, why we don't have comedians on anymore. And ever since, basically, ever since Trump got elected, the comedians got to be worse than nothing i would say yeah they were not because funny at, at the all the beginning anymore. of the show the comedian episodes were pretty much uniformly the best episodes of the week but mm-hmm. it got to a point where they they just came in and they were just sullen and they were just mad at the world and all they wanted to talk about was how much they hate some politician or how much they right, they just right. saw this story on you know whatever news network just like tom pop was talking about actually they saw they watched the news they got mad they came in and all they wanted to do 
was tell us about how, you know, that anyone who doesn't agree with them is a bad person. And I mean, That's comedians right. are, you know. But there was some great material there. The Democratic there debates. Who was the woman who was the author that was on stage for a couple of Oh, that's of right, yeah. She, I mean, a comedian would have just, that would have been. Well, I think it's low-hanging fruit. I think it's fair to write comedy about that kind of thing, but it's not fair to be a comedian, come in, and then just be surly for an hour. Yeah, it's like at least try to make it funny. Yeah, you can't just right, say like, "Oh, right. politician, am I right, guys?" That's not really comedy. <laughs> That's not funny. You're right. No, I, I I agree, Andy. It got to the point. Actually, yeah, to tell you painful. the truth, Dougie. You're the first person, and now the rest of the audience will know at the same time. The reason we stopped doing Friday shows is because we didn't want comedians on anymore. They were that bad. They were awful for a little while there. I I was lucky enough that, you know, in the early days of this podcast, some of the comedians you guys had on... I, I mean, People I, were still having fun I couldn't back then. breathe. I'd laugh so yep. hard, and it was. Oh, know, I know. One of my favorites no. was the uh, episode with Dave Coulier. I had no idea he could do great all that guy. stuff, and super funny, and told great stories. I'm like, wow, I could do this for five hours. This was great. Well, I'm hoping that eventually the comedy scene recovers from you know where it got to, but I think if it does, it's going to take probably at least another five years because the cycle oh, tends really? to be like a five, ten. Maybe even twenty-year cycle. If you look at the past, you know it would go from like the the sixties and seventies. It was just hyper political all the time, and then it kind of became the opposite. It was like you know don't talk about politics because it's boring, and now it's hyper political all the time. Yeah, hopefully you're right. We can get to boring politics, so they'll have to write about something else. It'll happen eventually, but I don't know if (laughs) it's going to happen anytime soon. Well, I will tell you this: if it if it does happen and people get a sense of humor again, we probably will go back to doing a Friday show because that's those shows were the best shows of the week. But well, wait, 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 wait a minute. Oh, I mean, other than car <laughs> the selling secrets, of, of the week, the second best shows of the <laughs> well, week. Although, to after be fair, Thursdays, was, was there ever any overlap? I don't think there we was. We were done doing comedians yeah. by the time Car Selling Secrets came along. Yeah, because this started a little so, over yeah. two years ago, and I think that's about when we yeah we cut it. About right. And, I mean, we still had some comedians on, but, oh, yeah, but totally. traveling, comedians come through. Uh, we just didn't do a lot of it because it was just so so boring and sullen yeah. and I hate Trump and I hate... The, like, geez, settle like, down. What is less entertaining than a depressed clown? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now there you go. So hopefully we'll get back to doing a Friday show someday because the comedians are back and they're funny. And, and I'm not talking about the Jim Gaffigans and Tom Papas of the world. That's not who I'm talking about at all. Is most of the people on the, on their way up? I think thought they were going to impress people by being a Trump hater. Yeah, well, they saw and it turned out to be the exact opposite. That's how all those uh, the talk shows. That's what every talk show was doing at the time. So they were like, "Well, oh, I mean, God, how many yeah. comedians? How many really good comedians made their start by just imitating uh, a talk show host from you know back yeah. when it was actually good? Yeah, you know, they would just yep. they would just." do Jay Leno or they would do Carson or whatever and they're still doing that but now the people they're imitating aren't funny so it kind of spoils the broth I remember there was a woman on at the old studio and this was only a couple of years ago. It was probably right before he moved. I think I know what you're talking about already. And she's like, "Hey, it's a podcast. Is it okay if I curse sometimes?" Like, "Yeah, no problem." And she just lights up with every. And it's like, "What are you yep. in fifth grade?" I know. <laughs> 
She was miserable. Yeah, pretty much true. And did she write for SNL? I don't remember. I think so, yeah. yes. I think I know yeah. who you're talking about. <laughs> well, let's not mention Yeah, I'm it. not going to say it, but I think I... Come on! All right, it was Michelle hell? Obama. <laughs> yes. And by the way, I'm the first time I've ever been proud to be a black woman on the radio is with you, Tom. Oh, no. Remember Here we deal? go. It was always the first time I've ever been proud of being an American. Like, shut up, for Christ's sake. I don't know. She got a $90 One, million dollar book deal. If I was her, I'd keep talking. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, I understand. I understand. But, hey, hey they're going to be billionaires if they're not billionaires already. It's doing well for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say this. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll do the gauge. Look, if it could be Jim Gaffigan and Tom Papa every Friday, then I would do it. Uh, obviously, I'd start doing it next week. We'll find out how it comes together. I actually had a nice conversation, uh, uh, well, God, it's already six months ago, unfortunately, or almost six months ago, when my brother Troy died, Cy Amundsen called me. We had a wonderful talk, and I, I can't wait to have him back on the show. He went out of his way to tell me how sorry he was that I'd lost my brother. I mean, it was very touching and very, very nice of him. He, I, so, he, you know, it's been we'll a while since I've talked to him, but he calls me every once in a while out of the blue and just asks for advice. And I thought, oh, how, how nice is that? It's usually yeah, business-related yep. stuff. and. It makes me feel old. It's like, Sai, you're, what, almost 30? And you're, I guess I am twice as old as you are. So, Yeah, well, that's true. One thing I will tell you for the the comedians is going to be a problem is, have you seen the nighttime talk show numbers? No. Yeah, a lot of them are below a million now. They're getting slaughtered yeah. now. Nobody is watching those shows, Which, including Colbert. Several His numbers years ago, are 50%. three to five million was considered like average yeah but now it's yep. yeah there's yep. like 600 700,000 out there wow and that's, these are the big uh, names too that's what kq gets on a good day yeah exactly exactly and no offense but it's a radio station <laughs> no, in minneapolis yeah. regional radio versus really have the national reach. talk show yeah it's it is interesting, I, you know i'm it? probably in the demographic that might have caused part of it slightly depressed because i'm home for a year it's dark in minnesota i'm teeth out and toes up by 9 30 some nights i'm not stay <laughs> exactly up late enough right. to watch it no, that's very true. That is, very, I don't even. Yeah, you're right. I don't even stay up late enough to watch that stuff. I, I, I think, and I'm very serious about this. I think if we're going to get back to anywhere near normal, it's going to take great humor from comedians. I really, I think that's what happened in the '80s, after the late '60s and into the '70s, and then disco hit and blah blah blah. The only way we crawled out of that is comedy exploded in about 1981, 82, and carried on for many, many years after that. I think that's going to happen again. I really do. I hope you're right. I want to laugh instead of sit around going, did you go outside today? No? Okay, never mind. <laughs> God, that is getting so old. And, and then you got Fauci on last week. We need to wear the masks for another three years. Like, did he really come say on, that? man. Yes, he did. Oof. Good God. Tony, you did a good job, but let's not go crazy here. Well, that's what they always do, though. They always go crazy. I don't know what to tell you. It's unbelievable. But, yeah, I mean, it's some of these statements I, I did see. And, look, you have to understand something. I don't have a dog in this fight, okay? I do not have a dog in this fight. So when I make a comment about a comedian or, excuse me, a, a politician, it's not because I hate Democrats or it's because I hate Republicans. or That's not what my life is at all. I just look at the the things that people do, and I go, eh, you know, I don't know, is that all that funny or what do you? Look, here's the kind of comedy I like. 
Did you see the statement that uh, Joe Biden made about uh, about women today? Mm-hmm. Or I think it was either last night or today. I don't. I, I wish I could find it. It's in here somewhere. I know, but um, he said that anything that a man can do, a woman can do better. And I mean anything a man can do, a woman can do better. Now, you would look at that and go, well, he's just trying to even everything out. But it's always got to be better. It can't be the same. It's got to be they're better than you are. And that drives me insane. We no longer elevate the the low. We tear down the high. Yep, that's exactly what we do now, Andy. And here's what I took away from that statement. I don't think he was talking about women are better than men. I don't think that, you know, he doesn't think men and women are equal. You know what I think he was doing? He was trying to make the case for these transgender women who are going to compete against women in sports. So get it? Hey, look, just because that that person used to be a man, now they're a woman. That's all right, because women are always better at everything than men. I think it was a kiss-ass political move. Hmm. I really do. You could be right. It could be. Oh, God. I wish these people would just shut up and let us live our lives. I really do. And I got nothing against Joe Biden. I mean, here's my my take again. On the last, last four presidents, you got George W. Bush, who was a very nice guy, but not the brightest guy ever. A very nice guy, right? You got Barack Obama, one of the biggest egos in the history of the world, followed by Donald Trump, who had just as big an ego as Barack Obama. I think Trump pretty much said, hold my beer. Yeah. (laughs) I think he kind of did. Well, and then along comes Joe. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, he does not drink. You're absolutely right. But then along. Oh, he never has. His brother died of alcoholism. Oh, that's right. His brother Fred died of alcoholism. So Donald's never been a drinker. You know, so I call him Donald now. You know what I'm saying. I'm impressed yeah. you knew his brother's name. That was pretty good. Was that a was good his, story that was because his father's name, isn't it? Yep, isn't? his father and his brother. Yep. Yep, his father's name is Fred Trump, and his brother's name is Fred Trump. He drank himself to death. Donald Trump said he'd never, never drink. And I, the other thing about Trump that I understand in a way, whether it's the way Barack Obama was treated as a child, he was abandoned by his mother and father. There's no question about that. Not that he was left alone, but his mother and father. When mom and dad aren't around, you kind of go, that was my fault. Yeah, it's damaging to the the psyche. Very damaging. And then, you know, these other people, Donald Trump, uh, at his wedding, his wedding, his own mother stood up on Mike and said, what kind of son do I have? Why would you do that Maybe to your son at his wedding? Way. That's a three. Yeah. Mar- that's a three <laughs> martini speech right there. Yeah. Like, what are you doing to your boy? That's your son, for Christ's sake. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Well, we got to take a. Well, I just wanted to make one comment about naming sure. your son after you. It is mm-hmm. interesting because you name your son after you. So, so you have a kid, and you name them after you. It's like you're going to be my legacy. And then you have another son, and then it's like, what? You're gonna assist because you can't name <laughs> that kid after you. So it's like you got the nope. you got the continuation Wait. of yourself, and then you got and Donald. You know that that'll do but, some to you as well. No, I know. No, you're absolutely right about that. You know who took care of that problem though? Oh yeah. Um, oh, who was it? Uh, was it George know? Foreman. It was George That's Foreman. Right, he named all his kids George. Every, every kid was named George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were George love two that. through four, I think, and then the <laughs> I think Georgetta, it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think. <laughs> yeah. When we when That'll we start it. 
uh, pod uh, uh, car selling secrets in a minute or two. Remind me, and I'll tell you about the story about my nephew and Kirby Puckett. It's along the same line. Love it. We'll take a break here. Be back in just a few minutes with Car Selling Secrets with Doug Sprinthal and the family.